This is Being Awesome with Rob Springer. How come every time I plug a USB device into my computer, it starts trying to install the USB device that I've already installed? I mean, like, seriously, I've used this thing a million times. I plug it in. Windows is searching for components for your device. It's already installed, Windows. You're stupid. Well, you know what I don't think is stupid? This is Being Awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun. I'm Rob, and I just cussed out a booger. This week in Awesome, I'm back after a week hiatus because I went to Botlanta, the Transformers track at Toylanta, which you know, you formerly knew it as Joelanta, but now it's Toylanta. See, Joelanta and Botlanta are under the umbrella Toylanta. Kind of catchy, ain't it? And you know, I know I spent the uh, past couple episodes prior to last week talking about it, so I'm going to try to be a little more... Uh, What's the word? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm gonna try not to ramble on about it for 30 minutes straight this week, just because I'm. You guys are probably tired of hearing about it by now. But last weekend, you know, of course, of course, there wasn't an episode of Being Awesome last weekend because I was running a panel track. It was the show, and you know what? We had fun. We had fun. It was a great show. Actually, the attendance for Toylanta, from the estimation I heard, was like 30 percent more this past year than has been the year before and stuff. So I was like, wow, really? And there was a line out the door of the hotel for like a while. It was crazy. Like it's it getting where you're just like, man, I'm glad everyone in here wore deodorant because <laughs> I am in your armpit, but it was great. It was a really good year this year. Um, it was the first year for Botlana, you know, the new transformers programming track that I, uh, organized and we had a great showing. Um, the very first panel was Crazy Steve and his cool uh, vintage ad panel. And he actually introduced Botlanta for me. I was going to do it, and somehow I got sidetracked. So he introduced it to everybody and went on with his track. And he did a great job. I'm really happy that that got to be the inaugural track and launching of the, you know, of the show. Because it was really good. Like, he went, it wasn't just old ads. There's like, see, there's more to it than just looking at old ads. There's like, I hate saying toy archaeology. But there's a bit of archaeology to it. You know, you might find a, like, in these pictures, there's test models and all that, like, hey, Jetfire didn't come with that gun. But here in this picture and here in another picture, he has that gun. And stuff like that. You know, all sorts of stuff. Or, you know, case assortments and all that. You know, like, which toy was harder to get in what year and stuff. You can, these ads will actually help clue you into it. Because they'll have, like... Things like case number assortments and stuff like that on the old ads. It's weird. But uh, it was a really cool panel. And I'm really happy uh, Steve got to do it. Back in the day, I used to look up to Steve quite a bit. And I think I still do. He's still he's still a, one of my peers that I hold in very high regard. I'm very glad he got to essentially break the champagne bottle on the nose of the ship that's known as Botlanta. I was, I was, I was so touched by it that... Later in the hallway, I was like, walked up, gave him like one of those side hugs. You give your friends like, hey, man, thanks a lot for doing that. I really appreciate it. And I think I held on too long and creeped him out for a second. And when I realized I was holding on too long, I held on for one more second because sometimes I'm a little stinker like that. It was pretty funny. (laughs) 
but the whole show went by pretty quick. You know, we, we had like a ton of panels and it's one thing I kind of learned for next year is maybe not pack it so tight because it's a, it's a, it's a toy or dealer room focused convention and people are going to get out in all those dealer rooms. So there's so, some panels didn't get as a, didn't get as a packed as others. Some, we had some that are about half capacity. Some that are like good 75%. And some of them that are like about 30, 40, which is okay. Cause it's a good sized room. And it's like, when you go to like a, uh, uh, like a general sci-fi convention or a comic convention or whatever, the panel rooms are generally about that size. So that's kind of what I'm used to. It's cause if you go to like a, a bot con or whatever, it's a, like a thousand people in that room, you know? So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I've been to more smaller local shows than I have to these big ones. So that's what I'm more used to. And it's more, I don't know. It's like, you're all part of a group and you really feel like it. And that's one cool thing that we were able to do this year was that sense of community I was talking about. You know, it's just, we're all, it was like a sense of togetherness the entire time. And I really appreciated it. Um, in fact, when Sunday, you know, we're wrapping up Sunday afternoon and, you know, Sunday, the, sadly, the panels didn't get a whole lot of traffic Sunday because, you know, people are, you know, starting to leave the con and all that. So I got a couple of people there for the RFC show and not as many people as I'd like for the cool display panel because those guys are awesome. I really, they're, they're, they're coming back next year. I'm going to make sure I put them on Saturday so they'll get a, get a prime, get a prime shot at having a big audience because they deserve them they were great in fact i think next year i'm just going to do panels on saturday since sunday it kind of wraps up and when i was talking to the other guys around the other panels they're like we think we're just gonna have larry hamill on sunday because <laughs> it's like everyone's in the dealer room and going home by about three or four you know but it's a great show i'm just really happy the way it turns out Derek yanniger of course was there and he is just cool as crap i really he beat me there you know i i, I live 30 miles away from the place. So it's like, there's no real need for me to stay there, especially being that it's tax season. And it's like, why am I going to spend two, all that money on a hotel room when I just live a 20, 30 minute drive away? <laughs> you know, so I think it's about 30, 40 minute drive. It didn't take long, especially a Saturday morning. It took me like maybe, yeah, about 20, 30 minutes to get there. <clears throat> I know if it was in the afternoon around here, I would have been stuck in traffic. Mm. I'm getting a drink of water here, pardon me. But everything was really cool the way it worked out. One thing I didn't realize is Terry Kianiger is almost 60, and you can't tell talking to him. He, he just looks, I mean, I know 57 is still a middle-aged person, but he really just looks like he's in his like early 40s. It's really amazing. Like he, The way he talks and all that, you're like, you think you're just talking to someone who's just a little older than you. And you're like, wow, you're holding up great. And when he's like 90, he's probably going to look like 50. <laughs> you know, he's a, he, somewhere there's a portrait of uh, Derek Yanniger getting older. <laughs> and he, he probably drew it. He's really good at art. But overall, I was just really happy the way it turned out. And, you know, listening to this week's past RFC, Don had said that was the closest to the original BotCon as far as convention feels as he's ever been since the original BotCon, and i was just like wow thank you <laughs> that's that's a compliment so we did great uh took gang at toy Atlanta. we did awesome but you know what i have went on and on and on about toy Atlanta for a good month now on this show and i know you guys are probably tired of hearing about it and you know what i'm, I'm going to be doing it every year so 
You're going to be hearing about it a lot, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a break and start talking about some other things, even though I'm still planning next year. And in case you're wondering, yeah, it's going to be next year. And then the year after that, it's annual every March promises <coughs> as far as, excuse me, as far as nothing happens to take it away from me, which shouldn't be anything. Mm, it's going to be an ongoing thing. Had to get another drink of water there. The weather's crazy here right now, and it's kind of giving me a little cold. As, you, as everyone knows, it doesn't, it doesn't take anything for me to get the sniffles. And hang on. Pardon me, that was gross. And right now I got them. The, the weather here, you know, it's springtime. Well, it's not technically spring, but it's March. And in Georgia, March is like, <coughs> excuse me, like 80 degrees during the day. And then around 50 at night. So generally, I'm in shorts, <laughs> and uh, if I'm still out at night, I'll just put a hoodie on, and I'm totally comfortable. But this year, um, not quite last week, week before last, a cold front hit in, and that's totally cool because even though it gets warm here, you know, it's spring in the south, we get a couple of cold spells. Like, it'll be March, we'll go cold spell. In April, we'll get one. And there's usually one last one in May before it finally farts out and just nuclear heat comes on, you know. But last, about two weeks ago, a cold spell set in. And usually it's a little bit later in March. <laughs> and this came in, it was really cold. It's like 20 degrees at night and stuff, like winter weather, which, you know, a lot of people are like, what are you talking about, Rob? Is that cold where we're at? And I'm like, yeah, but this is Georgia. It's like Satan's butt crack. You know, it's it's hot here. So it's like we got like January weather going on right now in March and it's kinda kinda throwing us all off because we were all starting to break the shorts out and stuff, you know. But I think it's gave me a little bit of the sniffles, and that's okay. That's okay. It's nothing too detrimental. You know, the last week, the last week that you guys got an episode of being awesome, that was the weekend the switch came out. Uh that Friday. And, you know, I recorded the last episode before the convention break, uh, the day before the Switch came out. In fact, they're starting to come out at that midnight. But, you know, I work overnight. And I could have took off around midnight to run down to the Walmart and get one. But all the stores near my work are really difficult about those midnight releases. Like, they don't really want to do it. And that Walmart always manages to have some lame excuses why I don't have the stock on hand. And you can use the Walmart app and see they have this many on hand. The guy's like, we don't know where they are. We've uh, lost the pallet. We, we have no clue. Uh, don't worry. Corporate management will be notified. They're lying. They just don't want to deal with you. I've actually complained to Walmart's website about it. Like, they're corporate. And they've called me. Like, we really apologize. It's like, they're just going to do it again. And sure enough, people are like, man, well, they lost the boxes <laughs> every time. But, you know, I wasn't going to do that anyway. I was going to. You know, everyone was like, I was about to say EB. They're like GameStops and Best Buys are selling out of them pretty quick. I was like, no, Toys R Us isn't really doing the midnight thing. I'm going to get off in the morning, eat a little breakfast, and go get in line there. Because they open up at 10. And I got there about 9. Got in line. And had a sign. We have 10 switches. You know, please stand in line. I was like number 4. You know, we all got there at the same time. I saw us all getting out of our car at the same time, so I wasn't the only one who had this bright idea. And beforehand, I'd actually searched up online and found out Toys R Us, each Toys R Us had like a certain amount for each day. So it was like 
they'd only sell so many a day or whatever. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool in case you miss some. But I got in line and I got mine and I was really torn trying to figure out which if I wanted the gray one or the colored because I really liked the colored controllers and the gray. Like it was really hard for me to decide. Fortunately, Toys R Us made it easy because they only had the gray ones. <laughs> so it was no problem on that end. Although one of the, this is a, I want to say little girl, but she was like maybe in college or early 20s. <laughs> she was waiting in her line and not really saying much. And then I heard her as I was checking out and swiping my card, I got my uh, Switch and a copy of Zelda. As I was swiping my uh, credit card, I heard um, heard her saying, oh, that's I want the one with the colors. And the girl was like, the one behind the register was like, we don't have any of those uh, right now. We'll we probably get some Sunday. And she was like, oh, okay, never mind. And she just walked. That's dedication. She, it was cold outside. We My wife came with me and we stopped and got like coffee and stuff from Quick Trip. <laughs> you know, it was cold. So it's kind of I was like, well, that's dedication. You're going to come back and wait in the cold again for another hour. And on the weekend when people are at work, not, you know, Friday, people were at work. So it wasn't a whole, it was just us like night shifters and people who took time off or students or whatever. Sunday, it's like, you just hope no one skips church. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a bigger line. But I was kind of like, well, that's dedication. And, uh, you know, I love my Switch. This is, this is awesome. I've been just enthralled with it. I, I've, you know, I've yet to use it in portable mode. That's the weird thing. I was really looking forward to going from portable to console mode back and forth. And I've, I've just played it on my TV. I've been happy. I, I love this thing. It's a really good console. It's just, it's um designed intelligently. And, you know, I've seen online where people have had their complaints. And, you know... <sighs> It just sucks for them. Some people just can't enjoy anything. And you know, everyone's got their right to their own opinion and all that, but I just don't see any of them. I just like, this thing's great. And, you know, this Zelda is really good. Like, this is a really good Zelda. I'm, man, <laughs> I'm really happy with my purchase. I mean, of course, being me, everyone's going to be like, you're never critical on Nintendo. And that's not true. It's just, I'm not very hard on them. <laughs> But this one's wonderful. I wish this would have came out years ago. I'm really happy with it. I can't wait to get some more games. But I think I can because I don't want anything making me want to play something other than Zelda right now. It's really fun. Although I'm really eyeballing a Fast RMX and a Redline coming out. Uh, Redline comes out next month. You know, it. I don't really play racing games or whatever. But these two are kind of like takeoffs on a F-Zero, which I really liked. And watching the little videos of them, they look really like a lot of fun. And so does Bomberman. You know, people have been saying there's not a whole lot of games for it. I'm like, it just came out two weeks ago. <laughs> what what game system has more than a handful of games out at launch? Some people are stupid. <laughs> but, you know, there's about a good four or five games at the retail. And another, what, five, six other ones available digitally where you can download them. Um, Fast RMX is one of those. And... Pretty good selection. There's some old Neo Geo games on the eShop. I'm pretty tempted. Neo Geo games are really fun. And, uh, you know, Nintendo's got worked out where a couple of games will come out each month, which is really awesome. But when you keep seeing these listings, you're seeing all these games coming out at Christmas. And it's like, okay, developers tease some stuff because I know stuff is coming out each and every month. It gets frustrating sometimes how marketing works. I'm I said I'm excited. I mean, I really am. This is an awesome game system. I'm really happy to have it. Um, speaking of things that happened since I recorded, I think it was last week that uh, the news broke of the new Power Ranger series in Korea. 
Um, you know, Ninja Steel is going on here in America. Actually, this weekend it's going to go into its. Uh, well, I said this weekend. Today's Saturday. I'm recording this Saturday morning before I submit it to Kilby to put up tomorrow. But the, the uh, Power Rangers Ninja Steel will go into its uh, hiatus for a while for the movie, and won't won't be any new episodes till like September, I think. Which will give me time to watch this new Korean one, <laughs> which is a sequel to Dino Charge. Actually, it's a sequel to the uh, Japanese uh, Sent- Super Sentai series that uh, Dino Charge is based after called, like, I can't never say those names, so I'm not even going to try, but that one. But they're just straight up calling it Power Rangers Dino Charge Brave. And it's a, it's a takeoff one. It's like a sequel series. I've said that a few times, but the episodes are apparently mini episodes, like 15-minute episodes, and it looks like it's just enough to get a basic storyline and a fight in. And look, the, the new Rangers are like... Based on the old ones, they got new little outfits and stuff, and they, they're like all Korean pop singers playing the roles. So they got like a little, the video I saw, they got like a little dance number they do before they turn into the Rangers. It looks kind of silly, which I'm, I'm cool with silly. And the, uh, I'm saying the wrong word because, like I said, I can never pronounce the uh, Japanese term, so I'm going to use the American terms. I know there's some jerk out there judging me, but it's like, hey, why are you judging someone over a children's show? Stupid. Um, the, uh, Megazord, it's a takeoff on the, uh, the, uh, Dino Charge Megazord, but it's like in white and red instead of the uh, orange color. It's really pretty. And they've given him some remolds. Like he's got a, a chain gun on the Tyrannosaurus Rex head. He's got like a giant chainsaw sword and stuff. It is just a neat, it just looks neat. <laughs> I might import one of those guys. It looks like the, uh, Plesio Charge and the other guys are in there too, so. I'm looking forward to it. It's supposed to start in April and I hope, hope it'll be like on YouTube or Vimeo or something like that. Cause I look, it's 2017. I bit torn is, I was tired of using BitTorrent a decade ago. I don't like it. <laughs> I like just, Hey, here's a site with all these videos play. Okay. What? what? Like, well, it, these things, they have to put them online. It's like, well, put it on Vimeo or break or something. I mean, I've watched movies on Facebook. Yeah, you know, it, clearly it's not hard to do. But anyway, that looks really exciting. But you know, Transformers: The Last Night is coming out soon. There's been some more trailers and stuff. There's actually a trailer that came on during at Botlanta, and I wasn't able to watch it till later when, about twelve or so Saturday night, when we got back to home um, to sleep for a few hours before I got back Sunday morning, and I was just using the bathroom and I was playing with my phone. I was I watched it like wow perfect timing i wish i had known we would have put it over to projector or something because we had like a cool movie panel that was actually a really good discussion we had i, mean, I can't go, go praise botland enough I, i'm gonna praise myself we did a good job dusty's toy hacks panel was really popular and well deserved just a good time we did that was a great show i'm and i'm not just saying it because i was there no, everyone's told me how they had a good time so i'm happy you know back to <laughs> talking about other things uh Several leaks of action figures over last week and this week, actually maybe mostly this week, have popped up online of toys for the last night. And let me get a drink of that water real quick. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. It just dried out in a second. But um, that sounded gross. Um, there I go against Norton. Uh, excuse me. The minute I stop recording, my nose will be fine. But anyway, 
uh, leaks of the toys have come out. Now, I don't know if this counts as spoilers, meaning that it's been all over social media, pictures first, and all over your Transformers fan sites and whatever. So chances are, if you're listening to this, you've already seen them, so I'm not even going to worry about saying spoilers. But if you haven't seen them, I said spoilers a few times there, you know, so skip ahead a few minutes if you want. But some leaks of the toys come out. They're really neat. I'm getting her a drink of water. Good God. <coughs> I was just talking to my wife before I started recording. Not one cough. Mm. But, um, there's a sort of a one of the toys coming out, or it's going to be a set, is like a rehash of the uh, Beast Hunters Abominus team. It looks like a, they're recolored. And the, it's got a brand new core component, no longer hunger, but some other guy turning into like the chest unit. And they're called the, uh, I think the Inferno Cons or something like that. And they turn into like Infernicus. That's amazing. <laughs> and Infernicus has these giant devil horns and scary monster face. And it's just, you know, I was wanting to criticize the lack of color that they're mostly all black with no color, but it looks so cool. I don't care. I don't think, you know, I think I'm done criticizing black repaints too, because they look nice, but it's a really cool looking toy. Like that looks, it was already a good mold and it looks like it's been improved on. And from what the picture says, it looks like it comes with a, a Quintesson figure or the figure's called Quintessa. However, they've worked the Quintessons into it. So it looks like it is the Quintessons. Um, I guess that's the spoiler part. However, they've worked this character Quintessa in. looks like it comes with a tiny, pardon me, I burped. I'm sorry. It looks like it comes with a tiny Quintessa figure. Or they're calling her Quintessa. I don't know if she's Quintessa the Quintessons or what. That's what's said on the box. So don't shoot the messenger here. I'm not even the messenger. You already saw this on Facebook. Anyway. But also there was a was the leaks. I don't know if he's going to be a movie or it's just a toy only character. There's a Megatron figure based on that Generations uh, figure from a few years ago where he turned into the Stealth Bomber from, you know, from the comics. Where they took that and retooled it and gave it a new head or whatever. And it's, of course, it's in those black and gray colors that apparently all the, <laughs> the new movie Decepticons come in. But it looks a whole lot like a, a grim, dark version of that unreleased uh, ATB Megatron. You know, the Stealth Bomber. It looks a lot like that. And that, that makes me excited. Like, oh man, that's really cool. And then um, there's another guy whose name escapes me at the moment nitro i think nitro was his name it's like some decepticon that turned into a car atling looked great i'm really excited to get a nitro i'm like wow these, these look awesome and of all things yesterday and it made me blow my mind it almost sounded gross like it was amazing his name was skeleton i can't pronounce it skeleton skeletron there's a transformer named skeletron what world do we live in? An amazing one because it is Skeletron. It looks like it's a remold of the Steelbane figure. Uh, and he's got like a gnarly rotted away head under some chain mail armor. He just looks awesome. <laughs> he just looks like a, he kind of looks like the villain from a, a scary video game for a TurboGrafx-16. He's, he's just, last night looks so cool. <laughs> You know, I hope the movie's good, or I hope the movie's enjoyable, because these toys are great looking. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to them anyway. And I guess if no one else is looking for them, that's just more for me to buy. I really want to get those little tiny 
turbo changer guys and the blind bags. I'm really excited for those. I, a lot of times, um, on Friday at work going in, I'll stop and get myself a, like a monster and a couple of sodas. It's soda day at work. I'll buy a couple of sodas and drink them Friday. But sometimes instead of doing that, I'll wait till about eight or so and run up to the Walgreens. It's like maybe two blocks away from my work and I'll get me a drink and a bag of chips or something, you know, something like that, like treat myself because it's Friday and I'll end up buying like a blind bag figure. I'm really looking forward to blind, blying. How do you buy something? I'm really looking forward to buying, uh, those tiny turbo, tiny turbo changers, however they call them. That looks like, <laughs> that looks like a good night for me getting a blind bag and going back to work. <laughs> Speaking of blind bags, I forgot where I saw it first, but there's, you know, they always put the uh, dog tag toys out for movies. And apparently there's a new one. That's like G one characters on the dog tags. And you can actually swap them out. Like they interchange somehow like mix and match. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I always get a couple of those dog tags and, I think there's some new ones for that new Power Ranger movie. I I don't know why I like the little dog tags. I don't wear them or anything, but I think they're neat. You put something in a blind bag and it costs two dollars. I'm probably going to buy it. And you know, let's let's talk about for a second. Speaking of blind bag things, everyone knows I love my garbage pail kids. Um, I'm having to open up my file now because I've temporarily forgotten his name. One of the artists who's done a ton of the classic Garage Pro Kids, uh, he died yesterday. That's really sad. Um, let me pop his name up because I can't believe I forgot it. One second. I got so many replies here. Here we go. Jay Lynch. Thank you, newspaper link. Jay Lynch. Uh, he died at 72, which is a good old age. Um, he drew a lot of the classic Garbage Pro Kids. and it's He died yesterday. That's really sad. I mean, I know it's kind of, when you buy like a pack of trading cards, you don't stop and think about the individual artists who drew them all. But every once in a while, like a long running thing like Garbage Pill Kids, especially if you're like me who buys a lot of Garbage Pill Kids, is like, oh man, man. <laughs> so rest in peace, Jay. I'll join you to, I'll mourn you till I join you, bro. And pour one out for you. Pour out a Crystal Pepsi. Pardon me. Good lord, what is going on? Let me get some more of this. I've about inhaled this entire ball of water already. I don't know what's going on with me. I guess podcasting makes me cough. I should do a podcast about coughing and sinus problem. You know, that'd probably be a hit. Because a lot everyone coughs. Well, I have rambled on long enough. So let me open up my file with the content for the Q&A portion of the show. And as everyone knows, the Q&A portion of the show is fed from Talk Transformers, the exclusive uh, message forum of Being Awesome. It's a group on Facebook. It's the best place you can talk Transformers on the internet. It's even the name. Go join. And there's a lot of us in there, so you're probably already in it. And if you're not, you have the program, man. Jeez. This week's question... Whoops. Didn't mean to turn on my GPS. I don't know why I need a GPS for a note file anywhere. I don't know why. Where is that option there? Stupid. Anyway, this week's question comes from Eric Crowbar, the boy of a million questions. I wonder if he does that at McDonald's. As he goes up, hey, can I get some French fries? Can I have salt on them? 
I'm kidding, Eric. Eric goes, you know, when I was a teenager, I worked at McDonald's. Someone would actually, every once in a while you get someone who would order go, can I have salt on those? And it's like, yeah, it comes on them. In fact, it's a special order to get them without salt. I didn't mean to compare you to that person, Eric. I was just joking. I'm like regressive remembering fast food job from 20 years ago. Lord. Anywho, Eric goes on to ask, what is your opinion on clear plastic and toys? I think it's usually pretty cool and I haven't had many breaking incidents, so I don't mind as much as a lot of people. Eric, I think it's pretty rad too. Um, I've had a few toys break and it's enough to make me nervous. Newer clear toys, I think they've come up with a new compound that shouldn't break as much. Uh, so that's a good thing because it really looks nice and not just transformers. I have like micronauts and micromans and stuff and those are beautiful, you know, but like, you know, beast machines and for you, for you guys say anything, Don loves beast machines. In fact, I bought Lana. He had a ton of them up for sale. Anywho, I'm calling you out, Don. His panel panel was like near, was like maybe packed to capacity too, by the way. So he's doing it again next year. Um, <laughs> maybe if he wants to come, but, um, um, beast machines had a lot of those, like just almost completely transparent, uh, figures and i loved them i thought they were really pretty i think they look nice i like it when uh certain parts of them are in the translucent plastic and you, like i always love light piping and you know sometimes it'll be like a hand or an arm or whatever and you thought that light hit and it just looks pretty i always liked it it does break though it gets fragile over the time <clears throat> my night scream broke at the uh hip joint on one of his legs and i plan to fix that eventually i mean um I could buy a replacement, but I'm pretty sure I could just get a junker one and swap the parts off and fix the one I've had since 99, 2000, something like that. And it's like, I've had that, that to I've had that toy long enough for it to be graduating high school, you know, I'd like to fix it. But, um, yeah, it's distressing when the clear plastic breaks. So hopefully, hopefully this newer clear plastic they have does outlast it because it's so pretty. But yeah, thanks for your question, Eric. And everyone, please go to Talk Transformers and join. And every so often you'll see that thread of me basically asking for content for this part of the show. But hey, speaking of the show, Being Awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun, is part of the Radio C. I about said Radio C. My normal problem with messing up words. See, I have a problem. I speak faster than my mouth moves. <laughs> so a lot of times I stumble over words. And, and my apologies. And what doesn't help is, see, when I, uh, when I was growing up, my parents were uh, night shift workers. So I, I was home alone a lot of times. So obviously I didn't get to speak a whole lot unless I was at school. <clears throat> and as I got older, that cleared up because I started dealing with people more. But I'm a night shift worker again. And I know what you say. Don't you work with people? Kind of. <laughs> I'm always by myself, you know, up until recently, I had like three or four jobs at my uh, company where I was all over the building at any point in the night, you know, taking and green screening pictures and then programming stuff and then doing inventory or whatever. So God knows where I was going to be, but now I've worked out. I just programmed the CNC's full time now, which is much better. I've been doing that since uh, late summer where instead of being there, being in there programming for a few hours a day, I'm doing it for like 12, sometimes 15 hours straight. And, you know, I much prefer doing that. It's my favorite thing to do there. You know, taking the pictures is wonderful and all that, but just, I don't know, I guess I just like programming the machines. But anyway, I'm by myself because the rest of the department is 
during the day and I see them maybe an hour or so when I come in and sometimes if I stay late or whatever, I'll see them in the morning. Well, that's it. So I'm usually, unless, <clears throat> unless the shop manager comes in needing me to, uh, program him something real quick for like a fix job or whatever, where something went wrong, pretty much by myself all night. So I'm, I think I'm regressing back to the stumbling over the words more than others. I, maybe I need to socialize more. I, maybe I'll step out and say hi to the guys in the shop or something. So I don't start saying crazy fake words as much because, <laughs> you know, tweeting is not the same as talking. <laughs> and it is not. I don't even know how you you can't just hashtag in front say hashtag in front of words all the time. No one will want to talk to you. I'll be honest with you, I kinda don't want to talk to hashtags anyway. Anyway, being awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun, is part of the Radio Free Cybertron family of shows. And all of them can be found at TFRadio.net for all your shows, show times, and other info. And while you're there, please check out those Amazon links. It'd be a really solid thing for you to do. Hey guys, I'm Rob. I've mentioned that. You probably know that. And you can find me online on Twitter and Instagram at, you know, the little curly A thing, Robo Rob Springer. And also, check out my site, ZoneBase. It's zonebase.org. That's zonebase, like a zonebase.org, like an org. You know, I just renewed the registration for it for another year. That's, you know, it wasn't up for another month, but I went ahead and did it. And I was like, wow. It's, I did that on my phone within like a second. It used to take a few minutes, <laughs> you know, like click this and greet us in terms. Yeah. Click the price went up. Oh, geez. It's a hat went up or not. And it's great, but please go to zonebase.org. There's stuff there. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Now it is, 1130 uh, a.m. And I'm getting close to being up for 24 hours. So I'm going to get like a couple of hours sleep. And tonight is date night. Me and the wife are going to go see a Kong Skull Island. You guys know from listening, I've been really excited to see this. But it came out uh, opening weekend of a convention I was help planning. So I had to hold it back for a week. Sure, I could have probably saw it at some point during the weekend. But I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> I was... A nervous wreck Saturday from all the worrying over planning. And then Sunday, I was just like coming down. And like when I got home Sunday afternoon, I just went to sleep. <laughs> I'm out. Peace out. <laughs> so it just didn't happen last weekend. But this weekend, <clears throat> we already got our tickets and everything. I had like a Fandango gift card. And I was always like, whoever uses Fandango, I guess we will. We got a gift card. So we, we, we were going to see Skull Island tonight. I'm excited. I love King Kong. Yeah, man. I want to yell right now, but I have a new neighbor. I don't like them. They make too much noise. So if I started making noise, I'd be a giant hypocrite. I was about to say they're a giant piece of it and say a word that Kilby wouldn't like me to say. But it's probably not nice to talk about them like that, even though they suck. They're a stupid dog that they never pick up its poop. Speaking of poop, go to the grocery store. Apparently there's Transformers branded flavored cheese out now. And I don't mean like flavored cheese product. I mean, it's straight up cheese. that's like fruit punch flavored with Optimus Prime on the bag. When I find some, I'm buying it and probably going to vomit. Apparently there's a nacho recipe on the bag. That sounds gross. 
It might be really good. Who knows? Let's try it out. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. This has been Being Awesome with Rob Springer. Transform, save the future. Don't need a man, I'm a dream, can I? Psycho, you power, you can't be hero. Hold